You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth uh, here on Cincinnati Business Talk Radio. Before we introduce our, our guest, Mark Ross, we're going to have a special guest on today's show. We're going to have Doug Gowdy. Doug is our uh, associate in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Doug, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hello. Doug, I'm going to put you on hold while we do some opening stuff, and then we're going to bring you back. Okay. Before we go any further, I figured I'd let everyone know what's coming up. Troy Augustine, INET Interactive. Then we're going to have Don Kennedy from ProMaster on Friday the 23rd. Next week on the 29th, we're going to, the week after that is 29th, we're going to have John Mabers from Computerese. And on the 30th, we're going to have Darby Vizakis from the Divine Group. Darby and I will be discussing how to select winning employees, uh, how to hire the A players, what to look for, what are the characteristics, what really makes the difference, how can we accurately get A players, because they're out there. And the next week on December 6th, we're going to have Richard Brown of Emerge IT Solutions, they're a vendor of IP telephony systems. That should be an interesting conversation. And then on the 7th of December, we're going to have Janine Ross from Ross Motors. She has several dealerships in Centerville, including a Mercedes-Benz dealership. What else is coming up? Well, there was some good news this week. The Sandler Client Summit. 2013 on February 14th and 15th, 2003, the agenda has just been released. There are some really excellent programs on the agenda. It will be held at the Buena Vista Palace Hotel and Spa in Orlando, which is across the street from downtown Disney. Uh, It will have about 900 registrants. Uh, the theme of the, the program is going to be 
no guts, no gain. And you're going you're gonna to hear some really thought-provoking topics. The, the keynote of the program, which will be on Thursday morning, just before lunch, we're going to have the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing of LinkedIn, who's going to be talking about uh, his company, his product, and how it affects salespeople and how it's designed. Uh, it should be a phenomenal program. There's going to be a lot of networking. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523, to stop this from happening to you again. Okay. The web address for the Client Summit is www.clientsummit2013.sandler.com. And the even better news is that Sandler decided to extend the $100 discount through the end of this year. So you don't have to make your reservations today. Make your airline reservations. Make your hotel reservations. I'm just going to read a few things about what's on the agenda. It's unusual for Sandler to release a, an agenda this far in advance. This one is on, on the fantastic side. After the opening remarks by David uh, Matson, our CEO, we're going to have Jody Williamson from uh, Chicago. Jody is going to talk about the contrarian salesperson. One of David Sandler's rules was, if your competition is doing it, stop doing it right away. This is an embodiment of the contrarian salesperson. Whether you're managing salespeople or you're a salesperson yourself, Jody will cover the seven key principles for using the Sandler system to manage the art of being a contrary contrarian. The next speaker will be uh, John Rosso, who's going to be talking about the anatomy of a Sandler sales call. After a break, going to have Brian Frank, the head of global sales from LinkedIn. He's going to share with us how LinkedIn utilizes their platform to expand their brand and market share. Then there's going to be a, uh, a nice leisurely long lunch with clients and franchisees in the same place. After lunch, the clients will break into uh, two tracks. Track one is for sales management. Track two is for sales and on the management track, there's building an effective sales compensation plan. The second program will be your people's constraints. On the sales track, we're going to have upfront contracts and sales templating, tailoring the sales system, and submarine to a multi-sales call process. And the second program in the afternoon will be building a stronger personal presence, the Sandler way, from about five to Six, there's going to be a networking program in the Great Hall. It's actually networking of all the people who are there. And then there's a big welcome mixer from 6 to 8 p.m., fulfilling the uh, request from last year that we have more networking time. And it will be indoors as opposed to at the pool, subject to weather. Friday's program, we're going to have uh, Michael Norton, the head of Sandler Global Accounts, is going to be talking about slaying dragons and winning business. He's going to share motivational insights and experiences, best practices, including how we can leverage behavior, attitude, and technique triangles to slay dragons and win business. From about 9.30 to 10.30, we're going to have the effects of, the net effects of 
ego states. And then from 1040 to 1140, we're going to have uh, Glenn Matson. That's David Matson's brother. He's going to walk us through what-if scenarios. What if you didn't have a fear of rejection? What if you were totally committed to your goals? What if you weren't afraid to plant your feet when talking to other people? What if you weren't afraid to take risks? What if you didn't hold off on making decisions? We've created a life of limitations, not possibilities. Why live that way? Just think, what if we let go of those limitations? Should be a great talk. Before lunch, we're going to have the gap. How to identify it and close it by Tom Neeson. Tom is our most experienced trainer in the Dallas uh, marketplace. And he's going to examine how big the, the gap is between you and uh, where you want to see your company one year from today. You'll need a lot of traction. You'll need to move boulders out of the way. While I can't promise this, I haven't spoken to Tom. He is one of the better sailing magicians. I can't think of a single program Tom's ever done that doesn't have a great deal of magic in it. In the afternoon on Friday, the management track is how to leverage Sandler to take your business to the next level. Dave Matson is going to share 10 global Sandler best practices to take your game to the next level. Sandler has over 1,000 hours of content, all designed to help you become more effective in your day-to-day activities. David has selected 10 of the top ideas to implement, which have an immediate impact on your business. Dave uh, Matson has had the privilege and honor of training and consulting all over the world and will share his top ideas uh, with the management group. In the sales group, we're going to have uh, Andy McCready uh, from the UK, and Andy does have a little bit of an accent. He's going to be talking about the hard choice is the easy choice. One of the ironies in life is that the hard choice is often the one we avoid, whether it's making the phone call, asking the tough question, or going for that run. Instead, we humans often opt for the easy choice, which ironically doesn't take us where we want to go towards our goals. Understanding the hard choice versus the easy choice and using the understanding to affect our daily decision-making process will provide a key to success in your business life. In the management track, the last program before Dave Matson's wrap-up will be going supersonic with Sandler. Terry Levin is going to teach managers interested in driving maximum revenue and getting the maximum return on their investment in sales training. If you're a sales manager or manager team, you won't want to miss this session. Accelerate and drive the adoption of the Sandler selling system in your organization, and you'll leave with an implementation plan to take back to your sales team on Monday. Whether you're hit you're ready to hit the afterburners or just preparing to launch. This workshop will benefit any owner or manager committed to optimum implementation of the Sandler Selling System. Participants will take away key principles and of organization change in generating personal executional plans and further action for the sales team to improve revenue velocity. And the last program Friday afternoon for the salespeople will be how not to be commoditized. That will be delivered by Jerry Weinberg from Detroit. And Jerry will be answering these questions. 
Why does it seem that the buyer has all the power? Why do we feel we're operating from a position of weakness as a salesperson? Since salespeople have a tendency to look, act, and sound and behave exactly the same, buyers tend to see us all the same. Therefore, the deciding factor is often price. Learn how to overcome price. Learn how not to be commoditized. Again, the Client Summit, February 14th and 15th in Orlando, uh, with the discount, it's a $400 ahead. I know I'm planning to be there, and I I believe you're planning to be there. Doug, are you planning to be there? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely, Mike. Good. Okay. So, let's see. Next program is the uh, one-day cold call camp. That's coming up in January, on January 30th. There are only 25 seats. That'll That'll sell out fast, so if you're interested in making your telephone cold calling activity more effective. That's Wednesday, January 30th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. $595 per head includes materials. We do have team discounts. And if you uh, call Carmen at 513-753-9400, extension 106, tell her you uh, heard me on the show, offer a $100 discount per person, she'll get that for you. I guess the last program I wanted to talk about is the Networking Works program. This is Sandler's relatively new networking program. It runs eight uh, sessions, if we were to run the whole thing, but we're going to push the whole thing together. We're going to compact it down to four weeks in January. This is open to all President's Club members at no additional charge, and if you're not in the President's Club, and would like to uh, attend the session, it will be uh, $200, and those seats will go on a first-come, first-served basis, uh, clients first. If you're not, if you're a client and you're not registered, we may sell the seat to somebody else. We'll talk about some uh, some Sandler rules. Doug, I'm going to ask you to pick what your favorite Sandler rule is. Oh, Mike. There's so many of them, but probably one of my favorites is the you, you have to learn to fail to uh, the first one. You have to uh, you have to learn to uh, fail to win. Mm-hmm. That's Sandler Rule One in the forty nine the the Sandler Rules, the forty nine timeless principles of selling and how to apply them. Uh, wh- why do you like that one the best, Doug? Well. You know, it's 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 really the the focal point of of success in sales. Sales is all about what's going on between your ears more than uh, what what you what comes out of your mouth in a sales call. And if you if one can learn that it's okay to fail, and separate the the real you, the your self self esteem from what happens on sales calls, you're going to have a lot more guts and be a lot more effective on on any sales call. Okay. One of the rules, Doug, that I really like is number 15. Sandler Rule 15. The best sales presentation you will ever give, the prospect will never see. That that is, that is a good one, Mike. <clears throat> yeah. That one's right on target. You know, well, have you ever seen a presentation that left the prospect needing to think it over? I used to see that all the time, Mike. Hmm. I've seen some terrible presentations. So we're going to take a uh, 
a short one-minute commercial here, and then we'll be right back with Mark Ross. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mark Ross from IT Foresight. Uh, why don't you say hi to everyone, Mark? Oh, hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Mike. Good. Mark, why don't you tell the folks in the audience and, and Doug, and Doug, can you hear us? Yeah, I can I can hear you, Mike. Good. Hi, uh, Doug. Don't be afraid to ask a question, Doug. Uh, All right. Why don't you tell us a little how you got here? How did you start your business, IT Foresight? Oh, my goodness. I was a long-time uh, Procter & Gamble uh, IT, internal IT consultant mm-hmm. for 17 years. Did quite a few things and uh, decided to go back to the roots of uh, entrepreneurial small business and left and, uh, and and started the IT foresight uh, consulting practice and worked with lots of small businesses and and uh, ended up being hired by one of them to be their CTO for a couple of years and then I stepped back full-time into the IT foresight area helping other small and mid-sized businesses. Good. And, and how many years have you had IT foresight? Oh, it's been about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were talking on the phone, Mark, uh, we said we said that we would be talking today about something that was one of your favorite subjects, IT backup and restore. And you said, man, it's really all about the restore, not the backup. Yeah, everybody talks about backup, and I've got backup, and um, and that's that's a, a a good first step. But uh, for 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 those that have experienced the need to do something with the backup, uh, you quickly come to understand it's all about the restore. And at that moment where you're kind of panicked by many many things, that you uh, you 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 put your tape in, you put your disc in, you do what you thought you all you needed to do, and then you found out all of the things that you really don't have. And um, it is a it's quite disconcerting uh, for most people. And, um, you know, a lot of people when when IT people come telling them, oh, they need to think about this and be concerned. It's chicken little and concerns about things that aren't going to happen. Why are you so worried and everything else? Well, um, sadly, that's uh, it's reality. And in fact, uh, in, in recent years, it's even shocked some of the uh, the chicken little criers that are. You're really worried when we see things like what happened in the hurricane down in New Orleans and what it well, what just happened on uh, the devastation it, yeah, yeah, in New York. And, right. And took out everything. And, you know, when you're down for 14 days without power and you can't get back and Joplin. And there's been some recent uh, weather events that I think woke a lot of people up. 
and uh, you know the the providers in the IT industry that, that go after this uh, have seen what goes on in the background when this goes on, and what we do to to move forces, to move backups, and make them work better, and everything else. But in the end, it's all about recovery, having a place to recover, having everything you need to recover, and and um, and it's not just your data. Data is vitally important, but you really need all those programs, all those special configurations, all those changes that you've made through the years, the painful expenses that you've paid somebody to help you get it just right and everything else. It's not good enough just to have some of the ingredients. You need to have all the ingredients. You need to have the recipe. You need to have a place to put it. And, and that's usually when people have this, oh, my God, moment. And um, I think the story that I, I that I was mentioning to you was, that we uh, everybody insures, um, you know, their business, and uh, they they get uh, uh, after an event they get a check from the insurance company for the building, they get a check for the stuff that was in it, and uh, then uh, I ask them, well, do you get a check for your data? And the answer is no. But if you did, where would you go shop for your data <laughs> and to put it back? And it's usually, like, oh gosh. And you really need to kind of view this as part of your. Uh, your insurance, your business continuity, and make sure you've really invested in uh, that you can recover at the at, at the level and the speed that you need for your business. How long will your customers wait? Will they wait at all? And the the, the statistics are, are very very um, um, they're not good for businesses that suffer a, a serious data loss. Well, you know, let's take take the example of Long Island, New Jersey. We have literally thousands of, or tens of thousands of business that lost their uh, main computers mm-hmm. due to flooding. Or, you know, most computers that I know don't run real well under salt water or even if, if they floated out. Well, yeah, actually it's true. And a little sidebar here, back to the Joplin thing, just for a second. What, what, tell everyone what the Joplin thing the, was. The big, the big uh, a tornado, the F5 tornado that came through Joplin and uh, just wiped out everything. I, I have a colleague who uh, went through all that and kind of gave me some of these stories of what went on and uh, – this thing, this these power backup devices that we have that are really great to keep things running, was was a horrible thing. He said that they ran for a half hour after the tornado, sucking in all of the dust and debris into the servers, and the servers all got trashed. So even though the servers may have physically survived, they got trashed by what was protecting them. And so you know you hear some stories, but yeah, so salt water, other environmental things, yeah, they're not meant to kind of. They're meant to run 24 by 7, but not in those hostile environments. So, yeah, so at a minimum, you need a place to put your data back. Well, I think it becomes worse than that because I can easily see taking an SQL set of files and moving them to the cloud. So wherever you have to reset up shop, your data files are okay. But with the current versions of Windows... Uh, the operating system uh, is aware of the hardware. You probably can't buy exactly the same system that you had, mm-hmm. so you're restoring to different hardware. So if you had a mirror image, uh, that won't work. That's true. If you're just doing it on local computers, the good news here is that there's a lot of uh, technology in what's called the cloud that allows you to kind of abstract away from that. But you're right. It, it it really comes down to if you have all the ingredients, you you need to know how to put them all back together and back together quickly and make sure they all work. And it is a incredibly complex 
endeavor to do that if you don't properly plan for it. So like I said, just a backup of just the data, as you explained, is, is, is insufficient. You need to have the complete image. You need to have all of the elements, all of the network stuff, all of these and, oh, yeah, by the way, you've got your people that still need to be able to get access from wherever they are to get to the information, to be able to print it out, to be able to send it. There's a lot that goes into this, and, and you know, it's uh, it's called it's called disaster recovery planning. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a lot of people feel good. that Oh, well, I've got my backup. We're set. And that's really there's a big gap between the two. And Well, is, is part of the answer, or maybe a complete answer, because I know if you just have the, the programs and the data, that's not enough because you need the the paper serial number key to unlock the program after you reinstall it on a new piece of hardware. Uh, uh, perhaps maybe the answer is uh, a, a virtual machine, which is a, what a, a VHD file, which you can then turn around and upload to the web and bring that back and run on a any machine as a virtual machine would that would that be a solution that that's part of the solution and what you're talking about is what's called image backup which is that you take the machine that you care about you have a a image of it a snapshot of that that is maintained mm-hmm. in, in and and um and stays current and you have that available to you at your location so mm-hmm. that should you have to restore or whatever and then also at an offsite or more than one offsite, depending on on, on uh, your environment, that you can uh, recover from. And in both of those locations, the local location, if you have technology that can do the virtualization, and we use technologies that 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 the backup image itself is one of those virtual images that you that you spoke of just a few moments ago. And if you need to start that computer up, we literally turn on the backup, if you will, that one image backup. And that is your device with network uh, configurations and, and the like. And we do that on our device that is sitting there beside yours when it's doing its backup. It's doing that normally, but it can also be that virtual environment. Further in the cloud where we store the, the replica of that uh, image, we have the capability to stand up images there. And so your entire environment can be brought up in the cloud, elsewhere, and fully operational. And um, you know all these things are available, and you know the cost scales on on the number of things that you need. And uh, but yeah, so that's that's the answer because when you just have a couple of the ingredients, it's not pretty, and uh, um, and it takes a long time. If nothing else, if you had everything, it takes a long time to put it together. And and you know you know when you're just trying to get things to run on a normal basis, it's hard. You spend a lot of time and a lot of money to get it there, and that is forgotten what you did, and so you don't have it all to pull it right back together. So especially if your your office building is no longer there. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break here, and if you have any questions for uh, Mark or Doug or myself, the uh, phone number is 646-595-4916. We're going to uh, listen to a, a Sandler rule. We're going to listen to Sandler rule number, let's go for Sandler rule number 20 today. professional salesperson is always going to the bank, always thinking about going to the bank. So let's talk about some of the things that may be holding us back. Uh, It's been my experience down through the years that a lot of salespeople will engage in almost any activity necessary 
perhaps to, uh, to think they're build, building relationships or they're out there trying to show a prospect how, how much they know. They do a lot of educating. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes they're not even in front of the right prospect, which, which is a huge problem. They're busy doing proposals and quotes and demos and samples and bid work, uh, perhaps to unqualified prospects. And then they wonder uh, how come they're not producing the results that they want to do. And let's face it, sales is money. Uh, if, you, if you're in sales for any reason other than to want to make money, you may want to take a look at, at why you're doing this. Obviously, we need to prospect. We need to prospect a lot. We know that some salespeople don't enjoy that. Uh, but if you don't get in front of enough of the right prospects, you're going to struggle going to the bank. Typically, when I schedule an appointment with someone, I want to know why I'm going there. When I show up and I'm in front of a prospect, why am I there? Okay? And both of us need to know if it's one-on-one. -on -one. What's the purpose of this meeting? Okay? Uh, it is to qualify or to disqualify. So if I'm in a longer selling cycle, I'm qualifying or disqualifying to see if I've got a second or third or subsequent meeting. Uh, if I'm in a one-call close business, I've got to get a decision, yes or no, are we going to work together? Uh, but I've got to make sure that I'm asking the right questions to get the results that we need. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of salespeople do telling instead of selling. Ask yourself that question. Am I selling? Am I telling? How much of my time am I spent educating, uh, giving away the wrong information, and, and ultimately walking away with some kind of a platitude that says, hey, looks good, we'll get back to you. So take a look at your activity. Where are you spending your time? Are you doing it correctly? Is it paying off for you? Make sure you know why you're there, and that's to, to, to produce the results to go to the bank. Well, this is Mike Roth. I'm back uh, today with Mark uh, Ross from IT Foresight and uh, Doug Gowdy. Uh, before we go forward more on Restore, let's go backwards and talk a little bit about backup. Okay, Mark? That's fine. There have been several products uh, and services offered over the years uh, from magnetic tape to external hard drives as a backup medium. Uh, why don't you tell our audience what you think of those? Uh, at the time, they uh, they served us well. And, uh, well. Okay, so tape is history. Well, but it's being used in lots of businesses, so it's theoretically history, and um, that's where a lot of folks, uh, a lot of big businesses that are still running on tape, and they uh, they go to their tape for uh, restoring and find out they don't have anything because the useful life on those tapes is, you know, three to six months, not forever, and they've used it a bit too long, yada, 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 so it gets a little bit a little bit rough there. The, um, the hard, hard disk backups. The hard disks and the tapes, frankly, are, are things that, People start out with great intentions. Yeah, well, we're going to back up to it, and we'll swap it out and everything else. And you usually come back, and you find out, oh, look, it's the same one that's been sitting there for a year and a half that nobody ever swapped out, and they've been reusing it, and it doesn't have what they thought they had on it, or somebody took it and lost it. Now they don't know where their data is, and or that employee that used to have it. And there's a lot of issues with handling it, but most of the time it's that it doesn't get done. It doesn't get changed. And therefore, you don't even have what limited backup you had started with. Sure, probably 20 years ago, we had uh, tape backup, 
And when we needed to restore a file, we would discover that, A, it wasn't on that tape. We had 20 tapes to go through mm -hmm. to find the file, and then the tape drive would fail. But this is, well, yeah, but that's after you called um, the place that is storing your tapes and then wait a day or so for them to get back. And, you know, you deal with a lot of stuff. Oh, hell, and, they were in the equipment cabinet in the other oh, room. Oh, that's fair enough, fair enough. So it, got, it burst into flames with the rest of the building, so that's perfect, yes. Yeah, no problem, yeah. Um, yeah, but there's there's choices now. We have lots of choices. The so let's talk about some of the choices that consumers have been offered uh, from things like uh, carbonite. Yeah, well, let's... Well, let's they think an important distinction is consumer and business. For consumers, you know, things like Carbonite and um, there's a lot of other players out there that, that provide this, Mosey and a lot of private label ones, that that it's a good thing to have the backup. It really is. I mean, I don't want any of the listeners to go away saying, oh, I shouldn't have a backup. No, you should have your backup, but continue and complete the rest of the package so you can have a good restore. For most consumers, it's things like my pictures, my documents, things that I really want to keep. And the recovery of those is relatively simple. You know, go buy a new PC or Mac or whatever and then download your files. And you're kind of generally back in business. You're well, not restoring yeah. in a complete environment. So well, that's you, consumer. Well, you, the consumer, though, if he's got QuickBooks, certainly um, the programs won't restore. No, this is true. They still they have, they have part of the challenge, but that usually the the urgency is different unless it's right up against tax time. The urgency is different than a business, but you're, it's true. They still have a lot of these challenges. So and if you have a business that has cash registers, point of sale terminals, yeah, how long? It's what really, should they be doing? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's really how long will your customers wait? Okay, before they decide not to be your customers anymore, and uh, and you know when can you how, how long can you wait to not do what you do? That is usually quite critical, and it's measured for some people in seconds, others minutes, hours, days. And what a lot of people don't realize is that their solution is a multi-week recovery, and they needed a you know all in one day, and then that's where there's a big mismatch. But most consumers that that, that we've seen can recover. It's a little bit ugly, but they can they can work their way through it. But I would encourage them. You know, don't just count on, oh, I'm going to plug in my little drive and I'm going to remember to back it up. You know, use one of the online services just so you have a copy someplace else. At least start with that and then decide how important it is. If it's really important, you don't want it in one place, that's fine. A lot of people found out with uh, some of these online providers that uh, they lost a third of their stuff and there's nothing they can do about it. Uh, well, what are you going to, who are you going to call? I mean, who, who, who are you going to call at these places to get your data back? So if it's important, back it up in more than one spot. So if you want to buy two of those providers, okay, do something to, to do backup and keep it protected. If it's super vital, back it up yourself and put it in a safe, and, you know. What's the story that happened this week uh, where Microsoft had two outages this month and they're giving uh, people credit for their online storage in the cloud? I didn't see the details of that, but what 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 you find when you look at a lot of these uh, arrangements with the hosted cloud providers is they do have service level agreements, but when you get into fine print, that ends up being pennies when you were expecting a lot more on what they can really really do because they're promising you 24 hour, seven day a week, and they're delivering that. But if they're down for those six hours that you really care about, it's statistically, you know, like I said, it's going to come back as, as a small change and everything else. And in the end. Look, you don't. Nobody really cares about the details. It's kind of like, like the people right now with Hurricane, uh, with the Hurricane Sandy, <clears throat> the Superstorm Sandy. They just want their electricity back on. They don't care what the details are. I want my electricity. 
Okay? I want my data back. I don't care what the – I need my data. This, you're my only copy. I need it. So you need to recognize if you're paying $99 a year to back stuff up, um, you're not going to get the solution that you need for a million-dollar company. You're, you're, there's, there's, just, there's this big gap. You're going to – you know, you're getting what you pay for. You, you can't call somebody and really – Yell and they'll say, we'll give you $99 back. That's great. All the family photos are gone and, and all the records and everything else, and you can't get back. And so, again, the focus is on your recovery and assurance of that recovery. You know, buy good insurance, buy bad insurance. It's your call. Well, it's not like insurance, which is kind of state-regulated. Uh, this is more like the Wild West. So let, let's talk about best practices for creating a, a backup system, which will be, in quotation marks, fully recoverable. What should a, a small business um, I, I guess the, the architectural approach that I talked about earlier is what we think is best, which is you have a local backup, mm -hmm. and you have at least one remote backup, geographically di uh, diverse, get it away, that lots of business owners or, or CEOs will take home yeah, that's not, hard drive. that's not diverse. <laughs> and in better that the diversity location is a place that actually has infrastructure that it can be used to, to come back. And so um, what, you know, like I said, what we offer and what we think is the right approach is that the local machine sitting next to your machine that is doing the backup has all your files there that you can recover individually or in mass in machines at a time. For whatever your situation is, locally, quickly, and everything else. Because the so more you're suggesting a second machine next to a server, yeah, we, whose whole purpose is just backup restore. That is correct. We we put one of our servers in, and it's a little, a little, a little server, a little cube thing, like a foot, one foot cube thing. Mm -hmm. It's full server, but its job is to do backup and to be an environment to host the virtual machines that you had indicated before. It can host, you know, a couple, depending on the size, right there for immediate. If you've got one machine that's having issues, you can bring up a virtual machine on the backup server, fix the other one. When it's back, you can roll it back. So you get this local environment for for recovery of individual files, for, for you know, reasonable recovery, the more likely to be used environment, right, not for disaster. If you have a disaster at that location, that backup machine is not going to do you a whole lot of good. It's gone along with the If you have a fire or a flood, you're out. Right. So you kind of think of, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the, the tactical recoveries and the more minor things that does minimize interruption. You do need that local environment because, you know, your picture, if you have lots of data, even if it's stored safely in the cloud, Laws of physics say it's going to take a while to bring it back to you. You can't just download it instantly. So, yeah, you can pay overnight shipping. You can do a lot of things. But, but you really need that local one for the rapid, rapid recovery. Mm -hmm. And then if there is a, a disaster or a serious issue at location, you need to be able to count on that alternate location or locations to have your data and to be able to stand up that environment there as well to survive whatever it is you're dealing with. And So, so, so what kind of cost uh, should business, small business owners uh, plan on for a, uh, a backup back box round numbers. No one, no one is going to hold you. Well, it, 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 here's the deal. There's variables here. You know, number of machines that you really have, how much, how much physical space uh, is taken up by them. Uh, but um, you know, you're you're talking for most small businesses in the hundreds of dollars a month to to maintain the service and you know. Uh, some few thousand to kind of get started is, uh, you know, at, at, at the small end. And then, you know, if you have an enormous amount of data and you're staring it at one, 
two, three locations, you can add more and more and more because there is a basically a square footage charge at these other locations. And then when you have to stand up your environment in a disaster, that it's in a cloud environment, then you pay per week for, for when you need to have that up. And, you know, and you're also talking in the neighborhood of, you know, $500,000 to stand up an environment for a week to run some stuff. And it used to be millions of dollars it would cost you. But you can – just depends on how many servers you have. So you got to – What do you mean exactly by stand up? So if you needed to – like if you are if you were in the East Coast and your your uh, all your data center wiped out and you had your data uh, backed up locally and then replicated to a remote center, the remote center can um, – Turn on virtual machines in their giant environment that have that are your machines, and so your environment is running there virtually, in in the cloud virtually. So you can have your entire environment back up. So that's really what this what this infrastructure is about locally to be able to do that as well as remotely. And so you just have those two stages. So one is backup and local recovery, and the other one is disaster recovery. Okay, mm-hmm. and and so it's it look it's it's affordable. Um, and you know to get started, and you know if you have higher, um, or right, like shorter times, you have to be back to life and everything else. You you know these costs can 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 vary, but it's approachable. It's not a hundred dollars a year like you're seeing like with carbonite, which is wonderful for consumer, but for a business, it's like insurance. Your insurance for your business is a lot more than your insurance for you as an individual. So in on this, uh, we're going to take a, a short break here, Mark, and. Uh, Again, if you have a question for Mark, you can call in on 646-595-4916. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646- Six five two three, or register for our next open house. Roth and Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Mike Roth and Mark Ross again. Mark, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you after the show? Oh, I'd be happy to. Well, they can contact us on phone at five one three two seven four five 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 five. That's five one three two seven four. Five 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 five, or drop an email to info at itforesight.com. That's I-T, F as in Frank, O-R-E, as in Sam, I-G-H-T dot com, or please uh, check out our website, www.itforesight.com. Good. Uh, Mark, how many clients do you have in this uh, backup restore regimen, round numbers? Well, let me just say this. All of our clients have a backup and restore capability. Okay, or they don't get to play. So I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to call this a regimen because this is a little bit uh, stricter than even what we're doing here. Yeah. Well, here's the deal: that that when we walk in and talk to potential clients, 
um, and talk to them about, about managed services and uh, network security and many, many other things that at a minimum, when we walk out, they they will do the what we you know manage uh, backup and recovery because they realize how critically important it is, and then they then they begin to add the other things. Um, but it's it's usually an eye opener when we start to talk about the risk and say, well, here, dimensionalize it. Talk to me. How 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 would it affect your business if you were down with these systems for a day, for a couple of days, for a week, and everything else? And they usually they get quite. Uh, uh, you know, flush and, and get very concerned and add up the math and realize that the statistics show that almost every business uh, that suffers a major data loss is out of business within five years, nearly, nearly 100%. I mean, I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but it was, it was pretty staggering if you look, and there's some federal numbers for it because it's, it's look, you, you, you can't force the customers to stay. If you're not in business, if you can't serve, they will find another place to go and you just, it's hard to recover. You cannot underestimate how critical it is for most businesses. Some businesses don't need the IT, but the ones that do have it, it's there. So I'll say all of our customers uh, have it. <laughs> Let me just say it that way. So can you give us an approximation of the number of customers? Uh, okay. I just I, 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 I don't want to, but I'm, I'm just saying that the people that we talk to, this is this is at a minimum what they take. They usually take a lot more but but at a minimum, if you're not going to invest in growing it, you're going to at least invest in protecting it. Okay. Now, I've heard a lot of talk about products from a company called Barracuda. Uh, you don't happen to sell their products, do you? I do not. Didn't they offer a uh, a backup solution they, or just a firewall? They they were known for firewall and uh, what we what we call uh, managed security. Um, you know, it used to be in the, the way back times that it was okay just to have uh, one one device to protect for everything, and that this and another thing for this and everything else. And now it's it's multi-level threats, and we do what's called unified threat management. And Barracuda has, it, and many of these others, they have a device that is looking at far more complex things, things that used to be the province of just the big enterprises, because they cost you know fifty thousand or more to to just even get in the door. That now that that uh, it's it's available uh, for even for small businesses at a small business price, it's phenomenal. But it's also complicated, so you need really sophisticated capability to manage that. And so that's one of the things we offer is, is managed uh, integrated security. And um, you know, I don't know if Barracuda has has extended into the backup uh, recently, uh, but they're not a player. If they have, I know nothing of it. Good, uh, Mark. In, in your in your opinion. Is the market uh, expanding for your services, contracting, or staying about the same? Oh, it's absolutely expanding, and and really in many of the uh, in many of the uh, segments that we uh, operate in. And I said that I don't think there's ever not a market for the backup and recovery. Uh, everybody needs it if they're even if they're not investing in making infrastructure run better. They know they've got to protect it. Mm -hmm. uh, it but yes, now for what we offer and manage services, it's 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 actually exploding because look, a lot of people. They, um, well, you know what? I'll, I'll use this phrase. A lot of people say that IT sucks. We make it suck a lot less, <laughs> and it's it's uh -huh. a challenge to deal with IT. And a lot of companies who don't have IT don't want to spend their time doing IT. They want somebody to manage it for them. And if they do have IT, they want their people doing stuff that's really important to their business and unique, not something that anybody can do. And so, a lot of these managed services that uh, we you know that we offer really help these companies focus on where they make their money. 
and their IT people on where they can make money for their company. And so we're usually a friend. We're not an enemy to the internal IT. They use our stuff and they learn and they spend more of their time doing really, really great stuff. So I'd say it's a, it's growing and, um, you know, the economy as it, it ramps up, it's getting even more exciting. So let's pretend, uh, Mark, a little sales on you. If I uh, wave the magic wand over your head and solve the three biggest business development problems, business development problems that IT Foresight had, what uh, two or three problems would the magic wand cure for you? Interesting. I would say um, an, an educated marketplace. It's, we spend a lot of time helping people to understand um, that they are sick, okay, and that their service that they're actually yeah, to the end, that that they're that they are sick and they're not getting the level of IT that they could get. Mm-hmm. So maybe those are the two items: is that that people are 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 have just come to expect mediocre IT support and things not working, and then that that's okay. So they're okay with it. They don't know there's something better. That's one. And the other is that they are very sick on some things that they didn't even realize. And those are important because there's this is a big gap. It's like you know, we hate to see a business um, making some wrong decisions. I mean, you know, over investing in IT or under investing because they they don't know. So those would probably be it. And it's you know it takes time. And, and until you experience the problem, you don't really appreciate what it is to fix it. And so we run up against that. And eventually, they call back and we we deal with it. But it's usually far more expensive. And and I don't like to be looked at as the that guy will help them, but it's if we if we do some preventative maintenance and some management, it's cheaper for them, and we're happier and they're happier, and that's where we like it to be. Yeah, because it sounded like you had almost a hundred percent close ratio for people talked about backup that you went in to see for the first time. Uh, I was wondering if you if the real issue is getting in front of a hundred percent of the desirable opportunities. No, that, I guess yeah, that's fair. When you're talking about business development, that's fair, and and it's. You know, we, 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 we try to get in front of the right people, the business owner, the decision maker, um, and that is a challenge, of course, for any business. But once we get that, they still have to have an appreciation for what it is they are uh, at risk and what they're spending in their IT, what's working and what's not working. And we spend, you know, quite a bit of time helping them to understand that. And once they do, then then they get it. And, I mean, everybody's business, they're trying to do everything and you can appreciate that they can't see it all. But that's what I'm saying. So, get, you know, for us to get in front of all the right people, wonderful. What would a, uh, a desirable opportunity look like for IT Foresight? A, a company that is, is trying to grow and is growing and know that they need IT, they don't know really what, what they have to do, but they know they need it, we're the perfect fit. Because not only do we do the managed uh, uh, IT for them, that that all of our customers that are under the contract get a their own CTO. They get my time to be their strategic partner so that they understand how to make the right decisions going forward. And so, like I said, if they're trying to grow and they need to know how to do it, we know how to help them grow. Mm-hmm. So is there a way to measure that uh, by the number of PCs in a company? With um, servers in a company, I, I think it's more of the growth. If you're, you know, if you're increasing the number of locations, the number of people, it's really more of rate than it is an absolute number. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have multiple locations, or you're adding locations, you're absorbing companies, you're, uh, you know, uh, you're growing, you're scaling, and you, you're just, you're struggling with that. That's where we can really help because we, we understand uh, cloud and cloud integration and, and places where you can get incredible scale, efficiency, moving your capital from. IT move it into operational expense so we can help you focus that capital where it makes it makes a lot of money for you, 
but get you really efficient and really, really flexible and allow your people to work from wherever they are, at home, on the road, or whatever. And so it's companies that are trying to grow. It's really that simple. If they've got a rate of growth and, and a desire to to expand, then, and like I said, it's clear to them they're having friction or growing pains or something related to IT or, you know, major business processes. And we do business development. We help them understand those things. That's that's where we can come in and we understand because we, we, you know, where our experience is from the enterprise, understanding how to do global and very complex things. And we're bringing it to the small, mid-sized um, space, uh, you know, the same solutions, the best practices, but at a small business price. And, you know, the Internet leveled the playing field for all of us, right? We, mm-hmm. the, the good and bad and the ugly, by the way. We're, any door looks like a door on the Internet, right? So it's just, you know, if you're P&G, that's one thing, but you're, you're somebody else. It doesn't, they, they, nobody cares on the Internet. They can find you and attack you, and backups can hit everybody. So, you know, these are things that really any business is growing. We just prefer to work with small and mid-sized businesses because it's so dynamic and so exciting. Doug, uh, do you have a yep. question for uh, Mark? I was, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was wondering how the uh, how the market for that's uh, going. I've, I've uh, here in Columbus, we had a uh, had a company that sounds like it did something similar to what you what you're doing. Uh, they worked kind of in a startup for a number of years, and then seemed to have kind of uh, disappeared off the scene. And so I was kind of wondering what, where you see the market going with this. Well, yeah, but now that I believe that company you and I chatted with offline was a company that all they did was backup. Okay, IT mm-hmm. Foresight is a full service IT firm. We do everything, the complete thing. Backup is just one element in our lineup. And so for the IT source uh, services, you know, we 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 have a broad market. For backup, it's one of those things. It's just it's a fundamental. It's a basic. Everybody needs it. But the supplier to uh, to to the consumer, to the businesses, and to us, it's becoming more of a commodity business. So it's a very tough place for those people to create uh, you know create a sustainable um, operation. You know, you got Amazon. And you've got um, you've got others that are building an amazing infrastructure um, mm-hmm. that that you know it's tough to compete with with them. And so um, what it comes what it comes down to really is I wouldn't want to be a supplier of the you know of the core just backup commodity stuff. It's the it's the value added part of the equation. We leverage those those the Amazons and the big uh, um, low cost data providers to be the secondary and tertiary uh, replica points for us to move the customer's data inexpensively and be able to recover inexpensively. Where you know, back in the day, it used to be uh, you know tens of millions of dollars to have a backup data center. We can do that you know for on demand. And so for a small I, user, I want to be in their business. I mean, I'm happy in delivering it. So you, you you can you, what you're saying is you can effectively do a backup data center on demand for somebody who's just got two or three servers instead of a huge company like a, a Cardinal Health that's got an offsite data center somewhere else sitting somewhere empty that costs them millions of dollars. Exactly. In fact, in some of our customers, we move to the cloud and they don't have local on-premise servers. They are in the cloud and we back up from one cloud place to another so they have multiple sites. But yes, you can we can absolutely back up their locals, move into a remote center and it's on demand. Um so uh yeah, you you're right on there and uh, like I said, uh, we leverage those already. So uh when 
you move someone to a, a cloud-based server, mm-hmm. uh, our uh, delay or latency between keystrokes or mouse movements on the screen uh, a significant issue? No, 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 no. Because your your desktop is generally your your desktop is hosted in the cloud, and the speed of the desktop to the server or whatever it's dealing with is is instant, and you're just seeing. Basically, you're like watching TV, you're really not doing a whole lot, um, and so uh, no, you, you don't have the latency issues. When you get into how, how fast the, uh, of an internet connection are you recommending for people? It, it depends on the number of people. Okay, it's it's really it's it's more about the consistency of the internet connection than the speed. Um, you can you can do quite, you know, quite quite a bit on a, just you know your your normal uh, you know small business internet connections. You don't have to get crazy. It just depends on how many people you have. Changes. You're not seeing. You're not everything. All of this compute power that's going on locally, normally from your machine. There's a lot going on there. If you move the whole infrastructure up into the cloud, it's a whole lot going on. But it's going on right next to each other, if you will, in the cloud. And you're just seeing. You're just watching the TV. <laughs> you're just seeing parts of it. Um, we 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 talk to people about um, being able to access their their desktop anywhere. On, on any pane of glass is what it's called in the industry, which is if you, know, you have your iPad, you can have your Surface tablet, you can have your PC, your Mac, whatever you want, your office, your home, you are remotely accessing your desktop. And it doesn't really use that much bandwidth to be able to do that. And you get amazing performance and, and versatility on that. So it's not, no, it's not typically an issue. If you're doing some very high-end uh, 3D design work and everything else, yeah, you still have power workstations. There's some things that are just not worth it. But for nearly all uh, uh, office uh, knowledge workers, that what they're doing is really not that bandwidth intensive, and you can get away with, uh, you know, a lot of times with what they have. It's usually we add a supplemental because you can't afford to be without so you may have more than one carrier, right? So you have your one carrier. If you lose that one, you're now you don't have anything. So you we would add a different a different carrier. So they have two connections. So that way, should something oh, so go you wrong, have two separate paths. Two separate yeah. paths is more important than it is really having giant pipe. It's more of that. And so the 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 server part of the equation is at a data center with many many internet connections. And so you got to have enough at your place or. You know, some people, if something goes wrong, they go down to the Starbucks and they uh, they get on the wireless there and they can continue to work. You can work from anywhere when you do this in the cloud. And I tell people, it's kind of like with Netflix, right? You know, if you if you buy Netflix and you pay your monthly amount, you can watch it from many, many, many different places. And you don't care how it happens. It just does. And it's the same thing with this. Mm, well, you know, I'll, I'll confess to you, I, I'm a Netflix user. Mm-hmm. And we still have the DVDs or the Blu-rays mailed to us. Okay. Okay, because I I want the maximum quality, without any of the delay. That's fine. And you could I trust me. I mean, I, I live on the other side, which is uh, they, they, I remember back in the day when they had the that that free service that you can return it. That the high cost of free uh, DVD rentals was killing me because I didn't get them back in time. And so I've been living off of the you know the streams, mm-hmm. and um, even with HD or Blu-ray versions. It's fine. I may have a you know thirty seconds or forty seconds at the beginning where I wait to get it to buffer, but I've watched it on giant screen. I'm talking sixteen twenty foot diagonal HD projected screens, and it looks beautiful. And you can do it. You can watch that. I didn't say it's perfect, but um, but you know if you have lots of kids and lots of DVDs, and you spend your life trying to put the DVDs back in the cases and everything else, you can be uh, you know looking forward to a Netflix kind of a situation. So. 
Okay, let's take uh, one last short break, and uh, then we'll be back with Mark. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth with uh, Mark Ross uh, and Doug Gowdy on the phone with us. Uh, Mark, we have a, a, a saying here that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. And if you want to solve a complex problem, you need an equally complex solution. And we've been talking about this data restore situation kind of as a complex problem. Maybe you can give us a your solution uh, to a complex problem in your world that could be applicable to other worlds. Well, I, I, the backup solution I gave you is actually uh, is that, but what, what we find is that really every business is different, and it is, it is complex in what their specific needs are. And so we look at that, and a lot of times we get customers say, hey, you know, how much is this going to cost? And everything else is like, um, you know, would you do that to your doctor? Because I believe prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. We don't do that. We say, hey, you know, let's talk about what's going on. Let's understand what's going on. Make sure you understand what the risk is, and, and we help them drive through that. And the the backup recovery thing, I made it sound simple. I, I, I intended to anyway. I don't know if I was successful at that. It is very complex. And that this is, uh, you know, I, I did the advanced technology development on this for Procter & Gamble, dealing with 120,000 employees and thousands of servers and everything else. I understand this space. It's very, very, very complex. But the best practices and architectural approaches and the things that we talk about are tried and true. And so the, the approach is sound and, and simplifies it. The technology that we use is complex, but it's, it's packaged and presented in a way that it really – um, you know, hides that piece of the equation. That's why it's a managed backup, managed recovery. We don't say, oh, here, customer, you deal with this and try and figure it out because it is a complex thing. But business owners understand their business continuity is critical and it's important. They want to know it works and everything else. And so our, our, situa- our system can do that and can provide them feedback. We monitor 24-7. We can tell them whether it's working. And there's a lot more going on under the hood that we back it up we test mount it. We do a lot of things that are not necessarily glamorous or, or fun, but they're critical for when you need it. And so we we really try and you know hide that complexity, and we manage it, and we manage it with scale. Um, you know, hand, handling many many customers and doing things that you really couldn't afford to as your own business. So let's uh, just examine under a microscope that 
in this backup restore algorithm, uh, I think everyone's done a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you test the restore? That's, that's a great question. In fact, that's where most of the people who have backups, they fail. They don't do the test restore. In fact, the technology we use um, does a lot of things. It's something called dedupe, which means get rid of duplicate stuff and checks itself and does test mounting of databases and things automatically to make sure they will work. And um, and so basically each backup is tested and um, and then we run periodic full restores to to do full tests depending on the depending on the nature of what the business is and how how you know urgent it is there's different time scale but the the technology we use is incredibly sophisticated and does a lot of this a lot of this uh in, in diagnosis as it's backing up and then unifying the image because remember I said you can have an image that you can this backup that you can turn on as a server. Well, it can only do that if it's putting itself back together again every single time. In some cases, we have this thing doing it every 15 minutes, and it's continuous. So it's, there's a lot going on, and the vendors that we select that provide that technology are amazing, and we, we leverage that technology to, to, to do that, and then we monitor it. You know, we trust but verify so that, we're not, so that we're not surprised. So do you sell these services uh, from IT Foresight all over the country or just here in the southwest Ohio area? Oh, well, we sell it We sell it anywhere, okay? And uh, obviously we have a larger customer base here in southwest Ohio, but um, every quarter I meet with the top 200 managed service providers around the world down in Nashville, and um, if we don't service directly, the, the, the colleagues that I have are all over the nation, that they will be there to personally deliver it. It's a non-issue, but realize a lot of this stuff is predicated on being remotely managed and operated. So once we put it in, it really doesn't matter where you are. The the, the cloud will allow us all to be wherever we need to be. So uh, do you have any success stories about people who were backed up by your technology from the Northeast, New Jersey or Long Island? Well, actually, I had, I had no... Manhattan. I, I, I did not have any clients in that in that zone, but uh, our vendors did. Imagine a lot of, you'd have a lot of prospects there now. Yeah, quite a few. And in, in fact, um, my colleague from Joplin, after the tornado, uh, recovered all of his people within 48 hours and then uh, offered to help all of the other people, his, his, his competitors who were out of business because they didn't have continuity of their own stuff. He stepped in and helped out everybody. And this is a man who served the medical community and brought all these patient records back online. Critical, critical stuff, but he served the greater community. Same thing happened here on the East Coast. Some of the providers that we use that provide the background stuff told us we're going to deprioritize all of you guys so we can aim all of our resources to pull in their stuff and push back to get them back up as fast as possible, and we all take second second tier to that. And so the industry has reacted. We we have not had specific customers, though. In that okay. Area. So let me change uh, change gears. The last question I like to ask people is, uh, Mark, can you give a leadership tip as a company leader to other leaders? That's an interesting question. Um, um, I would say, yeah, just uh, do the right thing uh, always, no matter what. And I have walked away from much business um, because it wasn't the right thing. I, I tell the customer what the right thing to do, and if they choose to go down a different path, I help them find a vendor who will do that. But I will not compromise on the principles. We, IT Force, I don't have flexible ethics. We 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 say what we believe, and and we try and help the customer. And not every customer is right for us, and we're okay with that. We do our best to help them and encourage them to be customers. And um, but you know if they're gonna 
go that different path. And I, I think that uh, I sleep well at night knowing that I've done that. Could I have made more money? Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. that. That's right in line with uh, what we say at Sandler. Not every, We're not right for everyone. We're tough, expensive, but we get the job done right. Increase company sales. It's not for everyone. That's much more eloquent than what I tried to say. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Doug, do you have any uh, last questions for Mark? No, that, no it sounds like a, a great show, Mike. Good. Mark, thanks again for coming to join us. And uh, as an appreciation for coming to uh, join us, I'm going to give you a copy of uh, Dave Matson's book, uh, The 49 Sandler Principles. Uh, that book uh, was released about a year and a half ago, went to uh, number one on Amazon on the first day of release. and Stayed there for many months and then went to uh, number three on the Wall Street Journal list of bestsellers. Uh, great book of some uh, 49 Sandler principles out of probably 350 Sandler rules and principles. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, chat with you and, and chat with your listeners. And uh, happy to help any of those listeners that want to chime in. Again, tell them how to contact you, Mark. Call me at 513-274-5555. Visit our website at www.itforesight.com. That's I-T, and then F is in Frank, O-R-E, S is in Sam, I-G-H-T.com, or send me an email at mark, M-A-R-C, at itforesight.com. Thanks. Great. Scott, take it away. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at mikeroth at rothconsulting.net, or call Mike at 513 753 9400.